everyone, and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today's show is on PAX East 2019, and my guest, as it is for all of these PAX East shows, Matt Jaguar. Hi, Matt. Hi, Chase. The East Coast correspondent himself returns. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, well, Just doing my duty. So you were at PAX, and I sadly was not. I've missed it for... Mm. What, like the third year in a row at this point? Uh, second year in a row, I think. Second year? Okay, that makes me feel a little yeah. bit better. Uh, you missed all my cosplay adventures, though. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Do tell. Uh, well, this year I went as uh, Spider-Punk. Nice. Uh, okay, I can Tangentially video game related, uh, <laughs> which was just a uh, little backstory. I went on a, a Disney cruise uh, a month ago. And it was a Marvel-themed, uh, they had a Marvel Day at Seam where they encouraged people to dress up. Interesting. So my brother-in-law got me a Spider-Man, like, you know, you like full body suit with a mask and everything. And I was like, well, I don't want to just go as Spider-Man. So I got a, a cheap denim jacket and cut off the sleeves and I had some help uh, sewing on a patch in the back uh, that matches the logo and just put all my pins on it and uh, added, like, chucks and... Uh, some foam spikes on the top of my head, and I went as Spider-Punk this year. Oh, that's so good. Last year I went as uh, old-school Mermaid Man. <laughs> like, younger Mermaid Man. So oh, I love it. That that was also fun. That's great. Oh, that's so much That's so much fun. And now I really now I really missed out. <laughs> uh, you'll have to share share some photos with me if you, uh, if you got any. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But while you were there, you also played a ton of games, and uh, and you saw some more stuff from the show floor, and and I didn't get to see any of that. So the first question I really <laughs> have for you is is just kind of what was the vibe like uh, at PAX this year? I mean, we've uh, we've gone many times before. We've kind of seen what it's like. Was there anything different? Was it still like a big show? Did it feel like uh, there were more people, fewer people, more companies out there? What, what was kind of just the general vibe? Well, they definitely seem to have spaced out the expo floor a little better. Okay. Uh, they're especially on Thursday when there's not as many people, and like end of Sunday uh, when there's just not that much volume of people traversing the expo floor. That's uh, in the middle of this whole expo at the Boston Convention Center. Uh, yeah, Thursday it felt like like I could actually move my shoulders around and not be dragged into a flow <laughs> of traffic of people. Friday and Saturday and beginning of Sunday still felt very packed and uh, congested in a lot of parts, but they definitely have made it a little bit, uh, like a little bit more open, as open as they can be with packing in so many like uh, developers, publishers, and uh, vendors and things like that. Uh, and uh, they're definitely expanding a lot, again, a lot more on like board games, card games. Uh, that takes up like half the convention center, or at right. least a third of it uh, in the back. And, uh, yeah, like the PC LAN is not really that much of a, uh, it's there. It just doesn't take up that much of a space now, uh, from, uh, like years past, uh, from my recollection. Gotcha. There's also a lot more, uh, stage shows. Like there was a Magic the Gathering, uh, tournament going on that had the last day for all the champions. They had like, you know, those fireworks sparks that shoot up, uh, and smoke machines going off, so I had to like wander over there. Like, what the hell is going on? Oh, oh it's just magic wow! Like gathering. shooting off pyro stuff in the building. Yeah, that was a little like mm. what? Uh, but yeah, it, was, it it seemed like you know not not nothing flammable. I think it's like you know not the 
uh, actual pyrotechnics or anything like that. But sure. I, I'm not sure, though. I'm not I'm not a pyrotechnic. <laughs> but yeah, there's also a lot more, uh, again, this year, more of a focus on VR, uh, Sony's booth, uh, which again employs the same, uh, you know, download our app, get a spot in line. Right. And uh, wait instead of waiting in line. Uh, yeah, I didn't really do any of that because uh, I could never figure it out and uh, be like, well, I got these times, but I have other things to do, other panels to see, other things to go quickly check out. So I kind of skipped all the Sony stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, like Oculus had a very big booth that you could add, view people through, which they've been doing at a lot of conventions. Uh, same with uh, Facebook had another huge booth with people you can view through, you know, plexiglass windows and things like that. It's like, ah, oh, they're playing Beat Saber. <laughs> they look so dumb doing that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and then there was also an Oculus Free Play uh, station now at PAX. Uh, like, uh, I think that's on the expo floor. Uh, something kind of like the console Free Play, mm -hmm. what they have uh, outside the expo floor. But, yeah, it, it's kind of the same ever since, like, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, like, influencers become a thing, like, a couple years ago, and there was yeah. more of a focus on streaming and everything and that really changed a lot of like how the expo worked uh now it's yeah it's kind of settled into things uh especially with like that and like vr uh becoming a thing as well so was this the first year that it expanded to four days for boston last year they had uh okay. expanded for four days gotcha uh and thursday is definitely a very chill you know not there's a lot going on mm -hmm. and if you want to go get go see something and you can take the time off i Highly recommend Thursday. It's a very kind of chill day, uh, kind of like like a late Sunday. Uh, just not a lot of people uh, trying to get to games at that point. Uh, but everyone has the energy to uh, like show up, like you know, like explain their games and uh, still be really excited about it. There's no like you know, you know, fourth, yeah. fourth they, day fatigue. They haven't been ground down by the by the packed no. flu or anything like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nope. like there's. So I've always, when I've gone to PAX, I go the full time because if I'm going to make a trip out to Boston from the Midwest, like I'm going to make it fucking mm. count. So uh, I, I get in there and go the whole time. And these four day ones have just been murdering me. But but also <laughs> I realize that's not what PAX is intending for you to do anymore. They they're selling fewer of the of the three day or, or now four day passes, and they just want you to come for a day or two enjoy the parts of the show that you can enjoy and then get out and, and have the rest of the time. They're not, they don't really intend for anybody to, to come to the full thing anymore. And yet there's, there's this like personal pride part of me. That's like, if I'm going to go to a PAX, I want to go to the whole damn thing. Uh, I just would... realized like I've been to every single PAX East and that's been like 10 years of going to <laughs> the, this convention. Man, that's Lordy. Yeah, that's a lot of PAX. Uh, well, let's let's talk about a little bit of big news. I know you have uh, a lot of uh, some smaller games, some bigger games on, on your list of things that you or your friends played that I want to hear about. But it, it felt like the mm -hmm. big news that came out of PAX East this year, uh, for better and for worse, uh, mm. was was Borderlands Three. The, the we've we've been getting uh, teases from Gearbox forever that 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 Borderlands 3 is coming. I, I think they've the way they've phrased it before is, we're working on that thing you know we're working on. Yeah. Uh, but and they, them teasing, like, uh, images and things like that, like, you know, Exit 3, going to Boston. Exactly. Like, what could it be? 
So we, we all knew this was happening, and, and I guess it was nice to just get it out there. Uh, it did seem like there were some stumbles on how it got out there, and we'll, we'll talk mm, about that yeah. in a bit. But was, was there any vibe from, from you or, or the show of, of any of like the recent Gearbox issues of like the Randy Pitchford issues, the lawsuit stuff, the child stuff. The... Yeah. Uh, there definitely were rumblings. Uh, I definitely, ex- you know, ex- talked to that with my, my friends uh, who knew a little bit about that, but uh, I, I went to the gearbox panel, which was pretty much like a press conference. They announced more than just uh, borderlands three. Right. Uh, at that that conference and it was in the main theater and it was packed like everybody every seat was taken we were like got there like half an hour before the uh like doors open to get inside for that and it was like go around the entire building to get to the end of the line wow and while we were in line some people were talking about like the randy pitchford stuff with the the usb stick left at medieval times and people joking about it and also being like, is this really a good idea having this guy be this public now? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this might have been set up like years in advance as well, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it, definitely people talking about it. That That's what I can say as, as far as that. And uh, it was also, uh, as I thought would happen, a magic show would happened during the press conference how could there not be a which, magic show of course there would be and to to randy's credit he did tell the uh uh guy and the lady like hey you pick a number between one and 50 and she's like 47 I'm like you want to pick a lower number we're going to be counting out all these cars i'm like well dude if you wanted to pick a lower number maybe you should have gone like one to 20 <laughs> that's neither here nor there I, they, I, he did like a little card trick on on stage where like someone wrote uh, and they also announced, like, oh, they're making a Borderlands card game, uh, which is kind of like uh, build your own claptrap, like it just made be a quick game you play with your friends okay. for game night before the big games and stuff. And uh, they like it came with a shift key as well, they wanted to point of out. Of course it comes with a shift key. Oh, they're yep. so excited to get back to shift keys. Oh my lord! And uh, we'll get we'll get more to like shift keys as well too, I guess. <laughs> uh, so they ushered us all in, and we were like the last people to get in. It was like ten minutes into the press conference, like they were still pushing people wow. in, and we had gotten like the last seats. Uh, but it was kind of worth it because we got Borderlands One and the uh, Handsome Jack collection for free out of that. So, oh, for the uh, uh, that was the... a like nice little bonus. PS4, yes. Xbox One, or the, PC uh, stuff? Like yep, the... you can choose. It's like short, sort of like, you know, go to the website, download, you know, enter your code and choose your oh, platform. Awesome. Well, that's uh, really cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that that was part of the announcement. They're re-releasing Borderlands 1 on modern right. consoles with mm-hmm. shift keys. <laughs> so there's that okay. all added again. And then, uh, yeah, they also announced a few other games, like they're doing a uh, partnership with Tiny Build. To release, I forget the name of the game, but it's this horror-focused uh, game with kids that looks very creepy. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Risk of Rain Two was uh, right. kind of uh, snapped announced to be released that day in early access, and times passed for it. But if you bought a copy, you can give a copy to a friend because it's a multiplayer-focused roguelike now in 3D. If you play the first Risk of Rain, it's that's like a 2D roguelike that just like you know try to do a run and see how far you can get uh get better loot and things like that now it's fully 3d with like up to four players 
And uh, yeah, early access right now for that. Yeah, I've seen a little bit about that. I, I, I love the first Risk of Rain. Uh, this one I'm a little bit more skeptical about just with the, the 3D environments. Um, but th- from mm. what I've seen, it, it looks pretty cool. It's still just PC only, which which me being on Mac and consoles, that, that doesn't really work for me. But um, but I, I mean, I trust that developer to, to put in a, a strong effort because they've done great work with the first Risk of Rain. So... Uh, mm-hmm. So good stuff, good stuff on them. Yeah, and then they also showed a. Uh, I'm trying to look up the uh, name of the. Uh, okay, Trover saves the universe. That that uh, game coming from Justin Rowland, uh, creator of like oh, right. of Rick and Morty, and and that's uh, voice actor for a lot of very loud, shrillish uh, <laughs> characters. And that's in VR. Uh, it's uh, you can play it in VR and you can play it regular. They were okay. showing it on the showroom floor in both forms, and uh, I, I gotta say I. I'm a fan of Rick and Morty. I'm not one of those annoying fans by any stretch, thank Same. God. But mm-hmm. uh, if you didn't like the humor of Rick and Morty, I have a feeling you might not like this one. Uh, but if you do, this might be your game. All right. It looks very weird. The main character has like, uh, like looks like Mr. Meeseeks kinda, but with uh, pool balls for eyes that also have their own pair of eyes. So okay. it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> So kind of par for the course, I guess. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, the meat and potatoes, they announced Borderlands 3 with uh, a trailer. And uh, that's when fun things started happening again. Uh, I should preface, they also showed a trailer for the re-release of Borderlands 1 and the uh, Handsome Jack collection in 4K. And that had some issues running as well, too. Uh, they, the trailer they played was very hitchy and stutter stutterific, I guess. Uh but uh, they then proceeded to announce Borderlands 3 and play a trailer, and it was like a slideshow, <laughs> unfortunately. So, Man. yeah, you heard people, like, uh, I had to browse the internet when that happened because it was hilarious seeing, like, people uh, also watching this on Twitch, seeing, like, the, the stream just kind of <laughs> just uh, hitched, like, people were like, is this my internet? Nope, this yeah. is live and this is happening. <laughs> so... Uh, not only did they go overtime and they had to show the trailer like three times, they got right the third time. I, I kind of got the gist of what the trailer was about the first time they showed it. And I, I will say it does look cool. Uh, it's definitely going to expand a lot on uh, the first two games and also Tales from the Borderlands, which I'm excited uh, that I actually, I, I have to finish it, but I played through most of it. And yeah, uh, yeah it's looks like it's going to be more Borderlands. Uh, we were all joking in line like, oh, I bet this is going to be Borderlands, the pre-sequel 2, or Borderlands, <laughs> Battle Royale, 100 Claptraps get Ooh, dropped on a moon. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God so, it's not that. Well, they did make a card game, and I joked about that. So <laughs> that kind of came true. Uh, but overall, yeah, it was it was the one thing uh, John wanted to go to, uh, uh, my brother-in-law, and we also went with my other friend there, John, so uh yeah it was a uh interesting interesting press conference sure i mean that's cool uh, borderlands to me borderlands has felt like something that is uh, has always really been akin to pax like i remember the first time i ever played borderlands 2 was at a pax east were you with me for mm-hmm. that uh i think uh you were with your other friends right. when we met up okay did like uh, a world eight show yeah yeah that was oof, way back in the day uh, long time but, ago but yeah I, I remember like i've i've always had that memory of like yeah remember the first time you played borderlands 2 was was it pax that's that's pretty cool and it, mm-hmm. it made me really sad that i wasn't there when they announced three but at the same time hearing how it went down maybe it was okay that i missed it 
Uh, it I, was. I'll, I'll say I, in the audience, I was entertained. <laughs> I was well, having a good time. I mean, you had plenty of magic around you. How could you not be entertained? Uh, yes. Uh, brilliant fiasco in some ways. I did end up watching the the trailer, a clean version of it, uh, the non stuttery version of it, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it seems. It seems like more Borderlands, which I'm... Billions of guns! I mean, that's what Guns that can run! Uh, you know it, you know it's going to be like, yeah, it's the same... It, billion var- variations on the same 40 guns. Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I like Borderlands. I, I, I've had fun. I really like the first Borderlands. Uh, the second one, I think, had some merit. I think the writing kind of took a downturn. Uh, the writing in this trailer was maybe not for me. It's still a little meme heavy, a little too jokey. Yeah. Um, but but generally, you know, I think I think Borderlands is fun. Uh, I Borderlands is probably the reason I play so much Destiny today. Of of just, <laughs> I I like the idea of a loot shooter. It's, it's gonna take it's, a it's gonna take a Borderlands to pry you away from Destiny. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Uh, I I thought some things in that trailer looked really cool. I thought some of the environments totally didn't in that trailer, but it it does look seem like they have a a bigger variety of of areas in there. Um, Tiny Teen is back. Great. Yep. <laughs> so excited about that. Um, hey, Reese is there, that, sure. and he's chilling with Zero. Yes, so I mean that is one of the nice things about Borderlands is that they seem to do they seem to care about their characters past just the game they're in. Uh, it does get a little frustrating that I feel like I build a character and, and build a relationship with that character, and then in the next game uh, that that control is taken away, and now they're just some NPC that I do missions for. That's that's been kind of a bummer, but. Uh, but it is nice that they still at least remember those characters and, and do something mm-hmm. with them instead of just shuffling them off and saying, well, this is a completely new story in a completely different space. So so I'll, I will give them credit on, on that end. But, uh, I mean, are you excited for Borderlands 3? Is this a, is this a purchase uh, for you? I, I'm going to definitely check it out. I do have, now I have Borderlands 1 mm-hmm. uh, to play through, and uh, even though I played through some of Borderlands 2, it's nice that I can... Now experience everything from Borderlands 2 in the Handsome Jack collection. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to download those, get excited about those. I'd probably get Borderlands 3 because I have friends that play that. So, you know, it might be uh, good. knowing that it's coming out later in the year. Uh, yeah, I might be checking that out. Yeah, I, I think I own the Handsome collection for, for PS4, mm. but uh, but I I am inclined to, uh, to give that Borderlands 1 remake a try. I believe they said $30 for it. Uh, which uh, wait for wait for a price drop yeah yeah i yeah 30 might be a little steep for for what i'm looking for out of that but uh it but, does come with all the dlc from what i've been told so that, yeah that's good like having having Cromorax in there having all that stuff from the get-go the zombie island of dr ned or zed or mm-hmm. zed ned i forgot which of the what they called it yeah in there. i know yeah yeah um and like, i'm I'm really excited to get that elephant gun from from fighting that one boss in that <laughs> arena. Like there's <laughs> there there's things I really do like about about the first Borderlands. Um, so that's cool. Good. Um, so so they didn't have that game available to play at all. Uh, we have heard that the the release date is September 13th now. Now that a few days after PAX, they they actually announced yeah. a little bit more. Uh, so we know all I'm surprised that they didn't announce that then. So yeah, like but, why not? Like what's like what are you yeah. waiting a few more days for to to just 
pop another question. Like, I guess it just gives you two news days, but. Uh, honestly i think it was like contracts with like gamestop or something like that it's like well we're the retailer and we have the exclusive on the collector's edition so this is our date when we're going to announce it don't break that embargo or there'll be trouble yeah i suppose and i guess (laughs) gearbox doesn't need any more trouble these days nope Uh, uh, all right let's let's move into some games that you actually did get some hands-on time with uh you've got a, a collection of games here some i'm i'm very excited to talk about uh, but we mm-hmm. we will start with Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. So so tell me a little bit more about this. This is the is this this is Igarashi, right? Yes, this is the uh, Igarashi like quote unquote Metroidvania that's coming out mm-hmm. uh, that's been kickstarted for I want to say we've been on like four years now. Yeah, since then. The, so there was the two uh, D. Well, I mean, this one's also kind of two D, but there was the pixel based one that, that uh, curse of the moon yes this. that came out like last year yeah right and so this and is... that's more like a more like a uh, castlevania 3 kind of game gotcha uh, but this is supposed to be this is the, the big new crazy thing so so tell me a this little was bit yeah this was the original like kind of promise uh like they kickstarted this way back when igarashi got let go of konami mm-hmm. uh he's one of the creative developments of a lot of castlevania games and uh you know most notably symphony of the night uh, he was the guy with the, the whip. The DS one. Yes, sword or whip. <laughs> like, what do you choose? Uh, so I, I was interested going into this game. It was at the Nintendo booth. They actually had two separate booths, one for a lot of their main games, like Yoshi's Crafted World uh, and uh, some of their other smaller indie games. And then they had kind of an M-rated booth for uh, Bloodstained. What else they had? They had, uh, was that Hellblade? Uh, that uh, 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 Teen Ninja game? Yes. Yeah. Uh uh, yep, that was playing there, and as well as uh, Mortal Kombat 11 uh, running on like Switch hardware. Cool. So if you wanted to check those out, uh, you can only play one of the one game at a time. That one, uh, but they definitely like kind of like separated and had two different booths and two different lines to get into. So we got to this one the first day, get uh, the first day, and I saw Bloodstain was there. It's so like, oh cool, like you know, I'll check out Mortal Kombat 11 another day. But I, I'm interested in Bloodstain because I love Castlevania Symphony of Night and all those ilk of Castlevania games. Sure. And so I go into this, and it's uh, it's kind of interesting. It, uh, I'll say this: it definitely plays like a Metroidvania, and it definitely plays like Symphony of the Night. Step one. Uh, Good. The yes, the uh, trappings around it, uh, the 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 graphics, the kind of uh, in between cutscenes where they have like two fully modeled characters talking. Uh, like sort of like one side of the screen, the other side of the screen comes into focus. The other one goes in the backdrop. Looks still looks a little rough, and yeah, I, it I, I can't really say much about because it it's just pretty much just plays like a Metroidvania level. It starts on a ship, and uh, uh, surprise, you fight a kind of uh, water monster with a lot of tentacles at the very end of it. Shocking! Uh, stop me if you haven't heard that in a <laughs> uh, Castlevania game before, but uh, it. Uh, it plays okay. Like it uh, definitely has a, a feel to it. It's not exactly. Uh, it doesn't feel as smooth as something like Symphony of the Night, but it doesn't. Uh, definitely doesn't feel like as uh, weighted down as like your original Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like jumping has a little bit more freedom. Uh, there's no. Was there a double jump? I can't remember if there was a double jump or not. But I also gotta like. Uh, you know, you're gonna be looking at your map. It's a, you know like a Metroid style map. You pull up, press select, and another map like a 
overlay shows up that shows all the rooms you've been into, what places you can go. And honestly, like there's a lot that I missed going through this level because a lot of the platforms kind of blended too seamlessly into the background that oh, I couldn't really see it yeah. at first. And then when I was like, went to a dead end, I'm like, well, where else do I go? And I pull up the map, I'm like, oh, this room has an exit. And I go back, I'm like, where's the platforms? Oh, that's these kind of like, since you're on a ship, they're like those mesh hammocks that, that uh, like sailors sleep in and everything. Uh-huh. So you, you once you, you figure that out, it's like, oh, it's, you know, I'm either blind or these just mold like they just mesh too well into the background yeah i'm not uh, i'm not gonna say you're blind on that i watched the trailer and and i, I i'm not a big fan of the art style to begin with I, I think it just looks a little muddy and a little uh it looks very muddy it just doesn't look very precise and like, honestly the 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 animation looks pretty rigid to me as well and it sounds like uh from your description that kind of keeps going in through the actual gameplay uh, yeah it's it definitely hitches a bit here too in there too uh the gameplay seems fine but in uh these sort of uh exposition cutscenes where characters are just talking you'll definitely see the models kind of glitch out a little bit too mm. so there's definitely some fine tuning I, wonder, I don't know if that's indicative of like the hardware it's on and right it plays probably better on on the ps4 or yeah, something like that i but, can believe that uh, i i was kind of really looking forward to this game and yeah, now I'm I'm kind of like uh, not so much, unfortunately. Man, that that's a bummer. I mean, the the trailer that well, the trailer that I've seen does have that that last little bit of fan service after the the trailer kind of almost ends, and then here's the one last thing, and and she inverts the castle, and like okay, so they're, yep, they're doing it, the thing <laughs> that'll be in there. Uh, Shocker, uh, haven't heard that one before. Guess it's not a surprise. But hey, curse yeah, of the so. moon. Uh, yeah, the other Bloodstained game that came out, uh, Curse of the Night, or uh, whatever uh, that one was called, Curse of the Moon, it, it that one is a solid. That one plays excellent and is awesome to play on the Switch. This one uh, might need some more time in the oven, but we'll see what the final release looks like. I'm kind of, you know, cooled my expectations on this one. Yeah, I exercise a little bit more caution. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the next game that you have is is also, I mean, this this block of like the next four or five games you have are all kind of in the, the similar genres of like 2D yeah. side scroller, beat 'em up, shoot 'em up, some RPG elements potentially. Uh, but this next one is one that I've actually been following for God, it feels like a year now, Same. Uh, and maybe it has been. Uh, when I saw this this exact trailer, the the one that you sent again, when you said like, "Hey, here's a game that I played," uh, please tell me more about my friend my friend Pedro because I, God, this game looks so good. Yeah, uh, this was playing at the other Nintendo booth and at the Devolver booth uh, that year. Uh, so, a couple of days I waited in line for a little bit to try it at the uh, Devolver booth, but I had to go do other things and uh, just you know, it, it felt like a longer line even though you spend like an hour outside the Nintendo booth just waiting to get in. And this year, they only allowed you to play two games. You can just, you know, browse at your leisure. Uh, They're kind of hustling Mm. people out. Uh, But of the games there, they had, like I said, Yoshi's Crafted World, uh, Stranger Things 3, Cuphead, uh, and uh, what else? Dragon Quest Builders uh, 2, I believe. And uh, yeah, some, uh, a little few other knickknacks here. So, but my friend Pedro, there's like only people, like three people in line. So I'm like, I'm waiting for this. Uh, this is like my most anticipated game this like first half of the year. And yeah, this is sort of like a, I don't want to say it's like a twin stick shooter, like, uh, uh, like a top down, like you're 
Geometry Wars or anything like that, but you kind of have to play it like that. You're moving with the left stick and aiming with the right. And you can, uh, basically, you could jump, like, off of walls, slow down time, jump off of enemies, uh, target not only one character, but if you hold, uh, I believe you hold the left uh, Z trigger, you can then separately aim after you've targeted like one character and aimed with the right stick you can aim your other gun uh so you carry two guns either like two uh like pistols or two uzis and things like that i don't know what else will be in the game but it's like unlimited ammo you don't have to worry about collecting ammo or running out and then you can like you know aim in like two different directions uh and it's it's something else there's like this flow to this game when you use and they're very very generous with the slowdown time i don't know if it's because of the demo or if that'll change in the final game but you are like it, it emphasizes like try to get combos by linking kills uh which just uh there's no like sort of randomness to the level it all seems very planned out so it's sort of like a run based where you just try to perfect your time you get graded at the end i got b for bananas so i think that's probably not good. that good but uh good enough <laughs> And yeah, maybe, maybe it's the best. Maybe like, it's the best. Maybe bananas is the best thing. I don't know. Like, there's a talking banana in the trailer, so I feel like bananas are good. Yeah, it, and it has that kind of feel and love, like a uh, your Ronin or your Hotline Miami. And so far, it's like you're you either have like a bout of amnesia or something like that, and you gotta uh, fight these crime bosses who have captured you. At least that's what's in the demo. And yeah, it's uh, they didn't have anything like rolling on barrels like they show in the trailer or jumping on a skateboard mm-hmm. or uh, sliding down uh, like ropes like they, they show in the trailer. But they did have like some some moments where you're like jumping over large gaps. And while you're in slowdown, you can do flips and also shoot at the same time and and also aim in another direction with your other gun at the same time. And yeah, the slowdown helps. It makes it look like so like like some sort of death ballerina or something like that it is so entertaining to not only like look at but also play i'm super excited it plays okay on the switch there is like you know that's sort of like you know it's not playing at like a smooth 60 but it plays well enough and uh yeah i'm this will be a day one purchase for me cool i I think me too i I do have some rapid fire questions for you Mm -hmm. um so so how does like does it feel okay when you're like the the way you talked about aiming the second gun sounds a little clunky when you when you say it how does it actually feel when you're doing it like i saw like the first person ahead of me uh try to do it and kind of messed it up but once you realize like if you're moving forward and you're aiming forward and a guy pops out of a door in front of you and then also one behind you you slow down time does that that sort of like gives you the advantage and it just refills really quickly and then you once you've aimed like forward and then hold down the the uh button to uh use your other gun then you have to uh use the right stick again to aim in another direction so you're like locked on with one your primary gun and then you will move your like other hand with the right stick uh and then you can when you say when you when you say locked on, do you mean that it actually will continue to track that, or it's just locked into that position? It's locked into that, that angle, position. So, okay. Yep. So yeah, it won't lock onto another enemy. It won't follow an enemy. You gotta, you know, it, it's not used for like every single situation, but there'll definitely be times when it will give you opportunities to do like you know shoot in both directions and then 
uh, aim separately with another gun and you just, you know, kind of blind firing in front of you. But most of the time you've already kind of set up your shot. And, uh, and there's also like, they have a very, very generous, uh, dodge feature as well too, that you're spinning around and you can also still shoot while you're dodging. So it, it, Great. it just looks like this beautiful <laughs> chaos. Uh, and yeah, I'm just so excited to play this game. So you've mentioned the, the slowdown time stuff. Is that actually locked to a button? Yes. You like click in like one of the sticks to do that. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Um, and then uh, a couple more questions here. When you're, when you're talking about being graded at the end, well, one, I, I assume this is kind of like bite-sized level levels. Yeah. Uh, it took me about, thing. yeah, it took me about five minutes to get through the demo slash level. Uh, so it's yeah, kind of like five to 10 minute chunks uh definitely gives you a lot of like leeway it's not like one hit one kill either so uh mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly especially hard like like i said the people in front of me the first guy t- really fumbled his way through the level and had no idea how to use the slowdown and still got through the end of the like to the end of the level uh so did I, you get to see anything about the beginning uh, when uh, anything around the level like so uh, is there is it like a Mario 3 map that, that you go and, and end up choosing levels that you go into? Is it just one after the other? How does that work? Uh, they didn't have anything after the level when I played it, so I don't know if it's going to okay. be like there's an overworld map or something like that. I, I assume this is just going to be a straightforward, like, here's level one, here's the next level, here's the next level, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Okay. Um and then you said you got graded. Is there, uh, is that all based on time or is there anything with, uh, are you getting points or multipliers for doing any of these crazy skills or, uh, you, or uh, double shots or things? You do get multipliers when you get like link kills without like missing and things like that. And I think there's a time element to that as well too. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think also time plays a factor in how fast you complete the level and like things like how much damage you take uh i wasn't really paying up that close attention to see what like how you're graded but it definitely feels like this is something like uh like your devil may cry and bayonetta uh this is yeah like you're gonna be graded at the end of the level i don't think it's gonna be required I mean, to unlock stuff but i don't know sure does, does any of that show up on the hud as you're as you're going through the level like you mentioned bayonetta and and devil may cry and those put like a, a grade mm-hmm. as you're fighting it doesn't sound like this does that but is there anything that's saying like, wow, you got points for doing this, or like, like part of me wants to have, um, oh, uh, the the bullet storm style of, hey, hey, you got these crazy kills, and we're gonna like show you got plus six hundred for getting he- headshot mm-hmm. or butt shot or uh, like, I didn't see any of that in the trailer. Is there anything like that, or are you are able to kind of? to see or get an idea of the points or multipliers that you're getting as you go through the level? They do give you notifications when you kill somebody in a multiplier that, you know, you've got like a triple hit or something like that. Uh, I forgot the exact lingo, but there's definitely a lot of indications when you're getting like a chain going and you're in your groove and everything. Uh, Your uh, kind of focus slowdown meter also replenishes when you uh, kill enemies and things like that. Uh, also this game's very bloody too there's a lot of like uh when you're especially in slow-mo there's a lot of splurting red splotches everywhere so uh it it kind of has like i saw like a lot of shooting people's heads off and then using those heads and kicking them at other people to stun them as you are continuing to do 
gun fu stuff it uh, it looks nuts it does uh, it, i will i will make sure that all the trailers for all of these games that we talk about are in the show notes uh so people other people can watch them i implore you to watch the my friend Pedro trailer because it's so good or just it's follow the so the developers on twitter because they post gifs all the time of these like oh, that's, just, that's how i the, found the out about them like a couple years ago and just kept seeing these like just little snippets of this game like what is this <laughs> fucking game and the developer is a uh, dead toast entertainment mm-hmm. uh you have written here cool. yep right. published by devolver coming out in like uh what was it june i believe i think that's right steam and switch i mean, i could have i could have told you devolver like that it clearly has that devolver sensibility oh, yeah. to it that attitude and like it makes it makes perfect sense uh is this next game also devolver it is and uh this had okay. its own separate booth but this was also in the uh main nintendo booth as well uh katana okay. well, tell, zero. tell me more about katana zero it's yeah. uh yeah this is another 2d uh you play as this samurai in a very hotline miami aesthetic like a lot of neon colors mm-hmm. And uh, the the hook to this is you also have a slowdown feature where you can uh, slow down time, dodge enemies and bullets, and even shoot, you know, use your sword to uh, deflect and uh, send bullets back at enemies. Uh, You have to use that to get through certain things. Like uh, at one point, there's a part where you have to sneak into a uh, uh, sort of some room and you go through the ventilation shaft and there's a fan in your way and you try dodging through it, you die every time. So instead, if you slow down time, you can you know, pass through the blades uh, without getting harmed. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of uh, dodging through lasers, turning off lasers, uh, killing enemies before they shoot you or uh, hit you because it's all one hit, one kill. Uh, the kind of hook to this is at the end of every level, you have like a sort of Meat Boy style uh, replay of you going through the level on like a uh, CCTV VHS but it's all played out in real time. So anytime you slow down, you won't see it on the VHS. It's just you being that fast as a character. Uh, and there's kind of like a rewind mechanic in here too. It's like a little bit braid, a little bit maybe like a super time force in that when you do get killed, it, it you brings you back a little bit and then you get to, to try it again. Uh, right? No, actually they, they just reset you at the start of the level. At least that was for the demo. Oh, uh, it okay. kind of is just like so, when you die, so it, it just goes like back. Boy. Yeah. It's uh, definitely like a little bit harder in the fact like once you die and you have to go all the way back. Uh, a funny thing happened like I played through uh, most of like you, know, you can play. There were some people that played through the whole demo. I didn't get through the whole thing, but I got to there's a sort of uh, second hit that you have to do and uh, get through it for the first time. Uh, reach the guy and a uh, uh, little side the, like there's a, a few like story beats that happen. You go to a therapist that you like work for this uh, like I, I guess the mob or something like that. And uh, there's also a scene in your house or your apartment as well too, which has like a cutaway since it's all in two D of like the neighbors having a party and you just chilling in your your little uh, apartment, still dressed in like a samurai uh, kimono, which is also kind of hilarious <laughs> that he just goes around walking like this and this kind of neo 80s city uh, it's it's super weird but i i dig that about it but uh yeah so like this last uh like uh enemy that you have to kill you can have a conversation and some of the uh conversation is you can jump through uh the conversation like just get to the point but if you wait it's sort of like those in uh, tall tale games where you have like a meter you got to choose your uh 
uh, your uh, conversation uh, or we'll choose it for you. This has one okay. that as soon, like if it starts off red and there's only one option is like get to the point or kill him right now. And then you, or you can wait. And when it goes green, it gives you a few more options that you can add, you know, talk to this character. So he basically says, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of killing me and jumps off the ledge. And it's like, okay, go back to the exit. Kind of like the hotline Miami. You got to, you know, get to the exit to complete the level. And I forgot there were some laser bolts in the way. So I killed myself by accident. Oh, no. And I have to start the level over. <laughs> so I started over just to, like, quickly go through it. I know the motions. And uh, what I, you can also do is pick up uh, some items and throw them uh, ahead of you. And that's like an instant kill. Uh, I did that without knowing. I ran up to the guy and uh, instead of uh, going through the conversation again, he was just going to jump off the screen. But I threw the this, like... Uh, a uh, stone bust at him of a statue bust at him and it killed him <laughs> and i got a master key and i was like what the hell is this shit and even the guy who was doing the demo was like you're like the third or second person i've ever seen this done this whole freaking expo and uh, another <laughs> another uh, one of the booth attendants was like oh yeah i've seen like some characters like some players do that too i'm just like so what do i do with this master key he's like i don't know dude so there's definitely like some like a uh, sense of, uh, oh, there's some hidden secrets here that uh, I thought I broke the game, but it actually was intended. Uh, not a bug, a Very feature. Cool. So it there might be some little surprises to this. So yeah, like that that quick 10-minute demo, I'm, I had no idea about this game going in, and like out of all the other games at the Nintendo booths, it's like, I'm going to do that one next, because that looks kind of cool. And yeah, it, it plays nice. a bit like, uh, oh, what's your favorite game? Uh, or one of your favorite ninja Mark games? Mark of the Ninja. Mark of the Ninja. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it plays a little bit like Mark yeah. of the Ninja or like Ronin. Uh, not so much Ronin because that like stops every time you uh, get into an encounter. But yeah, this plays like Mark of the Ninja, but you don't get screwed every time you get seen. Uh, you actually can fight back. Uh, but it is there's a bit of a challenge to this as well, too. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like a, a more action-packed Mark of the Ninja. You're not doing a bunch of stealth around here. It's more about, like, uh, it kind of reminds me of, what's that What's that other game that we played at, at PAX East? It wasn't, like, door kickers, but it was, like, it was a lot of, like, kicking down doors and, and popping out in cover and oh, shooting things. Oh, uh, was it Not Your Hero or? Uh... Yeah, Not a Hero. Yep. That was it. Another development so it, it reminds, yeah, to totally. I'm seeing <laughs> a theme here. You have a style. Uh, but it reminds me a little bit of that too, and and seen as I know you said Ronin is a little bit different, but I think it it has a a similar feel to it. Uh, Ronin hasn't come out to PS or hasn't come out to Switch yet, which hopefully it will at some it point. Uh, it reminds me of a of another game called Gunpoint uh, mm -hmm. that that also should come to Switch yep. at some point. Uh, but in lieu of those two games uh, not being on Switch, Mark of the Ninja is. Uh, but I've uh, this game looks really cool. I'm. I'm very excited to play it. It's, it's it, out soon. It I sounds, believe it comes out it in great. April. Uh, okay. So very soon. That's this, that's this month. Huh? Yeah, either <laughs> April or in the cut in like May or soon. Like it's, it's and it'll be on Switch uh, day and date as like the Steam release, and I think it's coming to PS4 and Xbox as well. Uh, cool. But not 100 percent sure on those release dates. Sure. Well, yeah. Keep keep an eye out on that, and and uh, and definitely mm -hmm. take a take a look, and we'll have the trailer in there, and and all that other stuff. Uh, the next game is, again, very similar to the kinds of games that we've been talking about so far. Uh, Super Crush KO. What's uh, what's special about this one? Uh, so I just was browsing like the last day uh, after going to the Nintendo booth. We just 
walked around because it was getting a little light and one of like the side not really the indie mega booth or the indie mini booth but you know like a lot of the side uh ends of the expo floor has a lot of weird stuff uh, from time to time with mixed in with the vendors and everything and I, yeah like people it's a lot of people who are just selling shit but then you'll you'll find like a little hidden gem there every once in a while yeah. so that I, I just saw this like uh, it's kind of like this uh 2d beat-em-up that is just very vibrant like uh, the colors just really pop out uh not so much looks like a flash game but it, it kind of has that kind of aesthetic like it's very pastel past, you know, pastel kind of look and uh yeah i just saw that oh there's a version of the switch uh undocked that nobody is playing so i sat down just quickly played just a few minutes of this and it it's very i won't say it's very basic but it seems like it's like a very kid-friendly uh beat em up it uh basically you play as this girl who i have no idea about the story or any of this <laughs> like any of the context but it's basically just a screen by screen beat em up that you uh first you start with like punching and doing simple three button combos but then suddenly you learn oh i have a like a gun as well too like an unlimited ammo gun that you can use to roll into combos and then suddenly you also get a sort of dash attack that can be used in the air and also mix those with your uh like punch combos and gun attacks and it slowly becomes like okay there's actually a bit of depth and actually feels really nice uh to beat them up it's it's just it's just very straightforward but like the music and the visuals just seem to just click as well too and like as you progress like there seems to be a little bit more like larger enemies that show up so uh yeah this is just a small side it just seems like a very nice like my first kids beat em up kind of game that actually plays really nice and very smooth. Uh, so I might be checking this out. Uh, the price is right. Uh, definitely looking forward to this one. Totally. I, I could see this being because, because it does like the, the production values. If you put a game like Katana zero up against a game like super crush KO. No. Yeah. I, one clearly looks like it has more of a budget and more mm-hmm. of a, uh, more of a, a talent uh, kind of behind it from, from a design perspective. Um, but, but yeah, there is something to this that, that seems kind of, kind of neat. Like it's, uh, it's definitely seems like it's a more accessible game than a, than a one hit, one kill, uh, hotline Miami hardness version of, of a game like, uh, Katana Zero. And, and this seems like a little, uh, a little bit lighter and, and not in a bad way. Like no. it, it seems like that could be kind of cool. No. And it just like the combat just it just flows so naturally that it it is kind of like that one of those like i can uh not necessarily turn my brain off but it's just like just such an uh, sort of has like a relaxing feel like just as far as like beat-em-ups go uh a satisfaction to, to like punching enemies and things like that sure uh well so those were all the games that you played on switch mm-hmm. i know you said you had some friends who also played a few things on switch anything worth mentioning so uh john and john they went and while i played uh my friend pedro and katana zero they checked out cuphead uh that's coming to the switch soon and uh mm-hmm. i quickly asked them like you know i know i know what cuphead's about and it's something that i do want to play uh now especially that's coming to the switch now i just was curious how it ran uh compared uh like they hadn't played the original one but it's like you know what's uh, does it feel like it's smooth and everything I'm like yeah like even when like the off-screen shots i was looking you know uh, from across the room it looked actually uh, impressive how uh, smooth it looks and everything so that that's one i'm definitely going to be checking out in the next month it comes out yeah uh, same here and they also uh they decided to check out stranger things 3 which 
to me, I was like, okay, yeah, that, that might be something I might be into. It looks like this uh, 3D isometric uh, with uh, like 16 32-bit pixel art as like mm-hmm. this sort of, I'm not sure if it like Diablo would be a good comparison to it because I have no idea how it plays, but they seem to, to like it. Uh, so it, it seems like some, I don't know if it's like Maniac Mansion where you're like controlling all the different characters on a single level and trying to get through or it's multiplayer, but it, it looks interesting. I, I'll say that at least. Yeah, like it almost gives me a vibe of of like an isometric zombies ate my neighbors mm-hmm. a, a little bit yeah like, there's there's something i'm infinitely more excited about the game than i am about the show i've, I've never really cared about stranger things that mm. much but but the game it's got a nice little art style to it it's it's got some interesting looking mechanics just from a, a from a trailer point of view uh and i don't know there i might I, I could see myself playing that it's game. Just, it's weird that they're just going straight up like, oh, this is Stranger Things 3. I'm like, wouldn't you want to do, since we're on season three, like a game <laughs> that encompasses like this trilogy of uh, the show or so far? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks interesting. It was interesting that Nintendo was kind of showcasing it at, at the booth that year too. So yeah, who knows? It, it might actually uh, be good. <laughs> who knows though? Uh, and well, I mean, the the last game that came out that had that was a sequel without a game previous was uh, Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. So if it's <laughs> yeah. if it's anything like that, then I there think we we're in good company. Yeah, uh, and then they also got to play Mortal Kombat Eleven at the separate booth when I was playing Bloodstain Ritual of the Night. Uh, they couldn't play it though in multiplayer, which they were a bit disappointed on because they had it like on separate. Sure undock switch uh while bloodstain was on like a tv uh so that was also kind of interesting not the not the kind of ga- way i would play those two games i kind of would flip it and reverse it on right. both and uh, yeah but they they said like oh but it, it plays nice and it actually runs okay uh that's pretty much all i had to say about that it was one of those they were really looking forward to playing on the showroom floor but when we saw it was like at the sony booth and you have to sign up to you know through the app and everything it's just like oh fuck that <laughs> Let, let's go play samurai showdown instead uh, yeah. Now, did you did did you say to me before we started that this this uh, that MK11 was actually available to play as multiplayer on a Switch at another area? That was of the, on the show floor. PS4. It was multiplayer. Oh, okay. This one they just had mm. like sort of like one of those. Uh, if you remember the uh, old 3DS stations where they just had this sort yeah. of high uh, sort of island table. And then a couple of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, same exact uh, thing. It's just a couple of switches around there. And, uh, yeah, you couldn't play multiplayer on that, according to them. They just had sing- set it up for single-player matches, and uh, that was that. So, uh, Yeah, man. You know, the conspiracy theorist in me thinks, like, he, maybe, they, maybe they only allowed you to play single-player to... Uh, like make the make it easier on the system and it could run that better than if that, it was trying to run multiplayer i it doesn't I mean, make I, sense I, to me though because it's still two characters on the screen whether it's computer or whether it's another player it's gonna be the same like set of motions yeah, and everything and animations true. it's it's not like something like say uh halo reach co-op where they have to take a lot of textures out if you get more than two players on the screen because it's processing a lot more uh right they're not rendering two separate game spaces no. they're still just the one thing uh, okay yeah yeah you've convinced me 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are the other Switch games we played. Uh, on a side note, uh, I'll just skip to this one right now. I did play Warsaw, which is uh, yeah. that is coming to the Switch. I just found out too while researching a bit. Uh, this one I uh, went to the uh, Waypoint Radio panel, and Austin had mentioned this one. Uh, Austin Walker, uh, uh, editor in chief at Waypoint. Uh, it mm-hmm. it pretty much is. Darkest Dungeon set in Warsaw, Poland during the Nazi invasion during like 1939 uh, Poland. So like yeah, the, the the trailer you sent is is like an announcement trailer, so it's really just a, a, a like a cutscene thing. But yeah. I did watch a gameplay gameplay trailer as well, a demo, and wow, yeah, 100%. totally just Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> 100% Darkest Dungeon. It's You basically just are on this map and you have to make some sort of decisions. I didn't really get in-depth because it was late on Sunday. We had like 20 minutes left on the showroom floor and there was nobody at this booth playing it. But it definitely is something a bit interesting because it's, yeah, like if you like Darkest Dungeon, it's not a game I played, but it's uh, sort of a turn-based uh, when you get into enemy encounters. Uh, very... Uh, heavy on the like punishment as far as like oh you're gonna get bad status effect this one definitely this turn and you're gonna have to deal with the consequences so it's sort of like you're part of the resistance trying to get the nazis out of warsaw but yeah it it definitely looks and plays a lot like uh darkest dungeon a sort of uh run based sure. like from from the bit that i saw it it seems it seems like maybe it's a touch a hair easier than than a game like Darkest Dungeon that is very punishing, but yeah. is built to be very punishing in that way. Like I wasn't seeing, uh, I, I wasn't seeing sanity effects or anything like that from this. But but there definitely was, like, hey, this this uh, this Nazi guy threw a grenade and hit two of your guys instead of just one, or or this guy did some shot did some special shot and now it, it lead to uh, it led to bleeding damage and now you're getting some more bleed uh, every every time too uh, they they did have some interesting things with cover there's so there's it looks like there's like six or eight uh, different places on the field and it, it seems like there's actually kind of two rows a front row back row kind of thing uh, or or more like a more like a foreground row and a background mm-hmm. row. Yeah. And and you can put your guys behind cover or, or have them deal with the things that actually take up spaces in there, uh, which reminds me a little bit of like the way uh, West of Loathing uh, had uh, its kind of grid of, here, you can put your, your player character anywhere in this grid, but there are different things that take up spots on that grid, like a bunch of boxes or, or barrels or something. And this kind of has a similar vibe. Um, but then you saw skills from enemies, at least in this in this demo that I saw, where one of the Nazi guys had a had a skill called draw out, and it actually forced a character from behind cover to move in front of cover, where now they're really exposed. Yep, that happened to me uh, in the so, demo. So some of that stuff sounds kind of cool, uh, but yeah, it, it still looks pretty punishing. And I, I very highly doubt that a, a game set in Warsaw, still World War II, is, uh, is going to be much uh, brighter or more inspiring. Than, <laughs> yeah. uh, than Sunshine and rainbows, everybody. 
Yeah. War is great. I, I mean, I love I love tactic games. I love RPG things. This seems like it's up my alley, but it also seems like a huge bummer in, in the way that they intend. This but, is not going to be as like your bright and sunny uh, start to Advance Wars. This is going to be like uh, it was Days of Ruin style. Uh, yeah, totally. Valkyria Chronicles, of, this is uh, not, not it. There, there was apparently a, a tiny metal standalone sequel that was out at PAX East this yes, year. Yes, I, I did cross uh, by that. I thought it was just going to be like a little expansion. I was like, well, I have the game. I haven't played it yet, but I got it on sale when it was like cheap and uh, was itching to play it. And then Wargroove came out and just stopped all that. But yeah, uh, Wargroove War kind of eats its lunch. I, yeah. I, I don't really love Tiny Metal. I think it's got uh, it's got some cool ideas and some cool art style, but it. It has some some quirks that made it really unfun from a tactical perspective mm-hmm. in my mind. But but they've added giant mechs in this one, so Ooh. maybe I will check. Who it. knows? Maybe that maybe that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of giants, they also showed uh, Dead Cells, the uh, giant expansion that's coming out soon uh, for PC, right. and will soon come out for other uh, releases, including Switch. And they also had a Devolver. They had a big sort of the big screen was dedicated to. Or not the big screen in the uh, booth, but the big screen next to the couch was dedicated to the last expansion for Enter the Gungeon that's coming out soon this Friday, right, and right. yeah, a lot of a lot of like expansion like games as well, getting some uh, like some showroom love. Good, that's good stuff. Uh, there is one more game on your list that I definitely wanted to hear about. Uh, we were talking about giant robots and mechs, ah. uh, Phantom Brigade. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a trailer for this, and I don't remember where, but I, I saw something about this, and I thought, I, I don't remember thinking it looked very cool, but seeing seeing the video that you sent again, uh, I, this, I don't know, maybe there's something kind of to it. Like, they, they showed off more of the customization stuff. Well, okay, first, first set up what the game is. So it's basically, think like Front Mission 3. It's a mech strategy game. Uh, the hook here is that you have an ability that lets you uh, sort of see forward in time. Uh, if you think uh, into the breach where you will know where your enemy is going to be for the next move, you can plan ahead. This is uh, as you are setting up your uh, attack and where you're going to be placing your mechs for the next turn while you're paused. You can see in sort of like this holographic color-coded uh, like you're orange and your enemies are kind of a blue, you can see where they're going to be going next. And, you know, it can show you just so far into the future. Uh, and that's kind of like the hook of the game. Like every, it's uh, kind of turn-based, but there's also this sort of stacking way uh, that kind of reminds me of something across between Grandia and Final Fantasy X, where you can uh, pick and choose your actions and move it across this timeline, like an active time battle situation. So mm. as the uh battle progresses uh you can see like this is where i'm moving this is where i'm attacking uh it it for what i played it was extremely confusing i'll i'll admit because it is a uh tactics game that focuses on mechs with a lot of customization uh, they showed that in like the videos outside were a lot of like ooh, here's your mech and here's your customizations and a lot of spinning uh like uh weapons and uh it's like struts and things like that. I'm like, oh, this is like total mech porn, dude. But yeah, like, they're, they're name dropping in the video you sent me. They're name dropping Armored Core. They're like, no, we man. love Armored Core. Yeah. And we wanted to make a game that had a lot of that kind of customization to it. And, and it sounds kind of cool. Like the idea is that when you're on these missions, you can 
damage the enemy mechs and then uh, confiscate them and then mm -hmm. strip them for parts and use those parts and you need to repair and maintain your own mechs, but then you can even uh, build upon your mechs or build new mechs uh, out of these pieces. And there are different manufacturers that, that create different kinds of mech parts. And so you can assemble those mech parts and maybe even mix and match to, to make kind of your own customized mech. Uh, that that can serve different purposes. Maybe it's one with a rocket launcher that can shoot from really far away, or mm -hmm. maybe it has uh, a big shield or something that it's able to kind of be more of a frontline unit. Uh, that that stuff seems really cool. Uh, they were also touting the destructible environments that uh, you're you're going through these uh, maybe cities. Like the what they showed was kind of more like a, a smaller town. Yeah, that was that part I of saw, the demo. But you're you're like going through this place and you can uh, shoot you can just shoot at a house and or a building and have it crash down uh to to create new sight lines to shoot enemies or or use those buildings as as uh temporary destructible cover uh and that stuff sounds sounds kind of interesting uh i believe it's pc only for now but the the video you sent me the guy said we want to bring that experience to PC and consoles. So mm -hmm. I, I don't think they've announced any consoles quite yet. Well, it is but, made in uh, Unity, so there is some you know leverage you can use to bring that to modern consoles as well sure. too. So even the Switch, uh, it like there definitely was a lot of stuff going on during the gameplay. Cutscenes seem to be also like done in sort of like an in-game sort of engine too. But there's like it doesn't look like this is like 4K assets. Like I'm sure it'll come out in 4K, but like the textures just have this sort of like almost flatness to them that almost give this a cell shaded look. But it doesn't look mm -hmm. cell shaded, if you know what I mean. It definitely yeah. is 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 definitely doing something to save on like the graphical uh, sort of effects that are going on. Because like you said, there's a lot of like as you are doing these attacks, there's a lot of like pieces of buildings and trees being shot all over the place uh yeah and it, to the like the game's credit i was on like an expo floor and not really paying attention to the tutorial and everything because it's just mm -hmm. everything's so loud even with headphones everything's like so loud around you and it's like hard to focus especially on a game like phantom greed which demands a lot of attention yeah, I man, part of me this is this is a game that I've wanted for a while. Uh, uh, having a turn-based tactical game with mechs that you can customize and and kind of really build your own team, like almost like a like a fire emblem with mechs is what I'm looking for. And and this is kind of like checking those boxes from a from an intellectual standpoint, or like on paper, mm -hmm. it totally it totally checks all those boxes. Uh, but there does feel like something that just isn't isn't quite getting me super excited. But but the other part of me is like, yeah, this it it, said, it does all the things that you say you want. So you really need to check that out. And I, and I think I probably end up uh, will be doing that. But uh, something I don't know. Something's kind of holding me back. You know you yeah, know what it's... it is. It's probably that I played so much of the Super Robot War series <laughs> and kind of yeah. had my my turn-based tactical mech game and also uh super robot wars t uh came out in in japan and and uh east asian territories mm -hmm. and i know that my play asia copy uh in english is is coming to my door of course literally it is. any day now so <laughs> <laughs> when i saw that uh, like it, announcement it's like oh chase is getting this game like day oh day. you fucking know it <laughs> uh, uh, i'm uh, i'm super excited it's the second ever physical 
Switch game wow. I will I will own. It's wow. it's Breath of the Wild and that. Mm. <laughs> Everything else has been digital. Wow. Uh, I will say the Phantom Grade, it's not turn-based. This is real-time strategy. In its oh, you just, really? You, yeah, you pause it. It's just like every time you have to take a turn, it pauses and lets you choose what to do next. And then everything okay. plays out in like real-time. So it's not ah. re- it's not really like turn-based like from Mission 3. It just has that kind of like mech aesthetic that is just very uh, like loader mech style. Uh, not so much like it, it looks a little like Gundam, but... Uh, like moving on the map, they do not move like Gundam. <laughs> At least sure. the, from the demo, there's no like boosting around, flying, and everything. I that's the game I'm waiting for. I want my like. I've always wanted uh, Zone of the Enders to be like so smooth and gliding around and everything, but it's always like held back by its limitations of what you can do on the hardware and everything like that. And I just I just want like a smooth mech game where I'm just kicking ass. Uh, but this, yeah. this seems well, to scratch a little bit of that itch for me. I mean, that's what the uh, Damon X Machina is supposed to kind of be. Yeah, did I you, have. Did you play the prototype mission? I, ha- for that? I have that on my Switch. Uh, and I actually brought my Switch with me to PAX to the showroom floor, uh, to the expo as well, too. Uh, but yeah, I still haven't played it. Uh, I, I ended up playing the prototype missions. Mm. And it's it's maybe not as cool as I wanted it to be. But I still think there's something pretty cool about it. I'm definitely uh, going to check it out soon. Yeah, I mean the demo is is pretty short, and I feel like the they really boost a lot of the uh, the enhancements that you get uh, in that demo. Mm. Like because uh, part part of the demo or part part of the game at least in the demo is that you're upgrading the skill tree for your pilot, and there are certain things that you upgrade, and they actually physically affect your pilot. Uh, so at one point there's um, I forgot what it, it affects, but I think it like your your jump height as a pilot or your movement speed as a pilot when you're when you're not in your mech, and it just cuts off your legs and it gives <laughs> you it gives you like uh, oh who was that uh, the, the like the it, I mean it's the 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 uh, the runners that you see that have like the like those prongs almost as their as their feet for for like really uh olympic level running yeah 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 like uh i, I forgot the guy's name but yeah Oscar uh, look like yeah there you go like it, it looks like those kind of like mm-hmm. almost um crowbars on on their legs yeah uh, something that, like, like uh, super springy s- something like in uh half-life episode two those uh totally yes uh, whatever uh, those mechs little uh like ro- uh, those robots those fucking things yeah those like mini striders yeah totally yeah. Uh, yeah, so like they just cut off your legs and they give you those instead. Or, huh. or there's another thing that affects your uh, affects like your accuracy when you're in your mech, and it just takes out like one of your eyes and makes it a robotic eye. And like all those things were happening super quickly in the in the demo. Where I was like, I feel like I'm blitzing through. Like I'm I'm not gonna have a, a human body anymore at the end of this demo. Because uh, things were going so fast, so I, I imagine some of that stuff gets slowed down in the in the main game. But uh, there is something kind of cool about bringing home. It, it sounds a little similar to Phantom Brigade, where you're bringing home pieces of other mechs, and then you're able to uh, put those onto your own mech frame mm. and and build your character up a little bit more that way, and and kind of customize them in uh, not only when you bring them back, but you can actually confiscate them and 
and uh, and use them in the in the levels themselves. Mm. So you can knock a machine gun off somebody and then take that machine gun, and now you're using the machine gun, uh, which is kind of kind of interesting. There, there's something to it. it. It didn't seem like it was quite there, but again, this is a demo, and they're they're continuing to to work on that game. I can't remember exactly when it comes out. Sometime this year, though. Um, and and that might be closer to that kind of smooth yeah. mech action game that you're looking for. You know what I really want? It's definitely got a style. I just really What's want that? an uh, MMO of Zoids. <laughs> sure. Yep. Let's yep, do that. Totally. Let's do that. Oh, Zoids, man. <laughs> Zoids. Just, just tournament style, like the, I don't know which series it was, but the tournament style of just the Liger and everything. Why don't do that? Just do that. Yes, I mean if it if you just made Chrome Hounds, but everyone was in Zoid. Yes, that's yes. There you go. Holy shit! Yes. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, all right. Anything else from PAX that that we uh, need to be aware of? Uh, I did play could be this about game. games. It could be yeah. about the show. It could be about whatever you want to. I mean, I know you're the big music guy. Did you go into see any music shows while you were there? I did see Math the Band, the band, uh, one of my favorite bands. Okay. Uh, I did a interview way back in the day with uh, Kevin and Justine when they were just a two-person show called Matha Band way back on Shuffled, and uh, now they're a full band. Uh, Justine's no longer in the band, but she, I'm, I'm sure she's like part of it in some way. But yeah, it's now like guitars uh, and bass guitar and drums, and it's very entertaining being in like a full Spider-Man punk suit trying to go to that and. <laughs> Uh, being in the front and just raging, it's just so good to see that. Uh, that was like the only band I saw. Like the, the what played up next, and I've I've seen it before. Was Guello is a, uh, you, you know the band Green Jello or Green Jelly. Okay, I've never heard of them. Uh, they did the song Little Pigs, Little Pigs, Let Me In, Not By The Hair of My Chinny Chin Chin. It's kind of like this, their joke was like they call themselves Green Jello, like the Jello, and then got sued by Jello. So they couldn't use the name Jello sure. anymore. So they called themselves Green Jelly, but sort of, sort of just like this <laughs> this hardcore band. But uh, but also it's a mix between Green Jello and Guar. So they're all like in uh. these costumes. I saw them play open for Kaiju Big Battle uh, uh, last year uh, when they came back back to Boston, and they based, they put in on like this show like none other. Like they have uh, like Guar that's shoot around a lot of fake blood and stuff mm-hmm. and have a lot of props they take like a electric leaf blower put a uh paint roller a double end paint roller at the end of it and then two point uh, rolls of toilet paper and then spray it all over the audience uh good, and call it good. and call it jizz uh and then do a lot of guar and green jello covers uh so the uh i didn't see my packs but they are very entertaining you should go definitely go check them out uh but it was wow. great seeing math the band the band uh after so many years so uh yeah i'm trying to think else i got a couple of knickknacks and things like that i actually picked up a game boy advance original uh to replace the one what color uh the old uh solid purple okay uh probably paid a bit too much for it but uh it works and the screen is nice although i'm thinking of trying to update that and get a uh 101 screen into it or a customizable backlick screen Something like sure. that. Yeah. Uh, I also. That's, uh, that's pretty popular. Yeah. Against my better judgment, I picked up Primal Rage on the Super Nintendo. 
No, that's a great decision. <laughs> and uh, uh, if I had known earlier that Mike Tyson's Punch Out was coming to the Switch, I might have not picked up a copy of Mike Tyson's Punch Out. But oh, it's no. it's well, it's an original <laughs> Mike Tyson's Punch Out, so it's not like featuring well, Mr. Good. Dream. So yeah, uh, also picked up uh, here's a here's a throwback, a old Sucker Punch game. Can you guess what it is? Old Sucker Punch. I mean, my guess would be Sly Cooper, but nope. older than that? Older than that. It's an N64 game, Rocket Robots on Wheels. I don't think I've ever heard of that game. It's an interesting platformer that kind of like focuses on doing like Rube Goldberg puzzles or something like that. Okay. Uh, got a loose card of that. And then also uh, Chopper Attack for the N64 by Midway. Uh, wow. Yeah. That was like dirt cheap, so why not? And then, uh, <laughs> what else? Oh, yeah, I got a, uh, this is a blast. Uh, Tenchu 2 for the PlayStation 1. Interesting. And this uh, oddity that I remember reading about a long time ago, it's called uh, Silver for Dreamcast. And it is basically like a Western PC RPG that came out on the Dreamcast. So if you can imagine like one of those Baldur's Gate or uh, Icewind uh, Dale yeah. kind of like you know thing. What? That sounds familiar. Uh, I saw this for like 15 bucks and was like, well, I need a few games for my Dreamcast collection, so why not? Uh, uh, the jewel case was broken, but everything else is complete, and that's easily, you know, correctable. Just get into the jewel sure. case. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I do love the thought of everyone playing Sekiro right now, mm-hmm. and you're over there playing Tenchu 2 on a PS1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, something, I, I like, something poetic about that. Isn't it? And yeah, I... Uh, went to the giant bomb panel uh basically it's just a giant bomb panel but they talked about anime a lot which was interesting yeah they brought in austin walker yeah and, he and just he just showed up out of the audience <laughs> like austin walker's here. <laughs> he comes out and i'm like oh, yay and yeah, then uh i mean somebody needs to talk about evangelion and well then and the, then they kind of spoiled evangelion and patrick klepek was uh, in the audience and uh-huh. just freaked the fuck out like it does uh <laughs> yeah i went to the waypoint rant panel and i have not played any of kingdom hearts 3 and was completely confused by their quiz uh what else yeah i i haven't i still have only played like a tiny bit of the first game and uh a decent chunk of chain of memories on the game boy advance mm. so i know very little about about kingdom hearts i have been listening to their their lore reason stuff and and actually kind of trying to to watch some of the stuff my friend at work is way into kingdom hearts (laughs) so kind of for him i'm trying to to learn a little bit more so i can talk to him about it and man that shit doesn't make any fucking sense at i'm i'm really just in for the disney and final fantasy crossovers but i gotta go back and finish two so i can get into three and uh yeah i went to also the retronauts panel which uh they talked about bad video game movie uh uh licenses (laughs) uh good good yeah some some real choice ones in there and uh yeah that was that was that was kind of it just uh very relaxing packs con- uh, considering i did a lot good well that's man i again i'm i'm always bummed when i don't get to go um and i've had some great times at pax east and, and pax west uh and i, I gotta to go sure to west i'm there for the next time well, we'll make it work. Uh, um, so, other than that, uh, let's let's wrap up here. But before I, I let you go, uh, is there anything that you're playing, uh, especially anything handheld or or mobile that you're playing these days? Uh, well, like I said, I've been playing. Uh, I brought my Switch with me and my 3DS uh, to PAX. I've been 
Pocket Card Jockey still has my has my hold whenever I pick up that 3DS. It's like, ah, oh, maybe I should play something different. Ah, oh, no, Pocket Card Jockey is still there. <laughs> uh, Fair. Yep, yeah. and uh, yeah, as far as like 3DS, uh, I've been playing uh, Ape Out that uh, was unleashed uh, just a month ago on the Switch. Yeah. And, yeah, that is uh, everything I have wanted it to be from the past few packs is uh, seeing that at the Devolver booth. It is bright, colorful, violent, uh, has just a very awesome sort of soundtrack that uh is dynamic that just is just pretty much just drum percussion and it is right my kind of style just jazz drums up the wazoo and uh this sort of hyper active sort of top down very much like uh hotline miami although it's not like one hit one kill it's you know you got a couple of hits uh unless you're into a guy with a bomb but basically he plays an ape that is trying to get out of this uh situation where he's like in this either a lab or a zoo and uh, he breaks out but he's then suddenly inundated by everybody with guns and bombs and everything so you gotta like just get to the end of the level every time you die though it gets uh, repopulated with different enemy placements and things like that there's some consistencies like certain bottlenecks and doors that you will definitely have to go through over and over again to get to the end of the level but yeah it it it's uh just such a great little uh, release from Devolver. I've been waiting for it forever, and yeah, I'm, I'm super excited that it's out and been playing and enjoying it so much. Totally. I, I think I played it at PAX West and and just the demo for it uh, a couple years ago or one year ago, uh, and, and had a really good time with it. At that time, it was only that first set of stages. You were mm-hmm. only in that first environment, and uh, and it was pretty cool, but, but then now seeing it come out and seeing that it has uh, they're calling them albums uh, for for the different environments yeah. to go kind of with the the jazzy theme that's going on, and it's it, it just looks so cool. I I kind of thought after I played it, I was like, wow, that was cool, but I don't think I really need to own this game just after playing the demo. And now that I see more of it, it's like, oh wow, there's actually more to this game. I that might be something worth picking up. So I I need to just jump on it and and actually start playing it because it's. It's so good looking. It sounds so great, and it's just it's like visceral is a is definitely an overused word these days. But that game that game has a very visceral feel. It's ah, it's, it's just like those neon cool. colors and the way the like percussion, especially like cymbals crashes and everything. It's yeah, it uh, uh, just such a wonderful like tight knit game of like just these all these ideas coming like into this like one idea. Uh, it's so cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've been just, uh, I should have brought a GBA game to play on this new GBA, but I popped in Final Fantasy V for the Game Boy Advance and Love have been slowly going through that. I, I might finally be at this time, but yeah, I, I've had this game on the PlayStation under the Final Fantasy anthology, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, like, that, it, it's fine on the PlayStation, except the load times. Just getting to menus and getting into battles right. kind of really kills the momentum. And being able to play it on the go is a godsend, honestly. I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a well-known hater of active time battle, and it's made me really <laughs> dislike a lot of uh, of what what are considered some of the best Final Fantasy games. But I five because I love class-based stuff and job systems so much, uh, that game, that game really got its hooks into me. I, I never ended up finishing it, uh, but I did. I did have a really good time with Final Fantasy V. I should go back to that. Mm. 
yeah the job system's so good the music's amazing it's yeah it's it's such a great little final fantasy i wish it came out here back in the day yeah uh, i do have there was a boss fight book that came out by chris kohler uh that mm. of kotaku now um and formerly of wired i believe yep uh, and and i i have that book i started it <laughs> similar to final fantasy 5 i never got through it um but i need to uh i need to pick that book back up uh finish reading it and i think once i finish reading it i'll probably just immediately jump back into that game because man it, it is pretty cool yeah uh, uh well as for me like uh, I've I've been playing like a couple things, uh, you know, a lot of Destiny still. We just got the the <laughs> Joker's Wild DLC, uh, so uh. I'm still still grinding some of that out for for no real reason. Um, but I am playing a few things on Switch. I did pick up Valkyria Chronicles Four, mm. and uh, and played a little bit more of that. I have some serious problem with Valkyria Chronicles as a series in terms of uh, like the way the way enemies just shoot at you when you're trying to move around the the battlefield and and even when you get set and you're about to take a shot and <laughs> just feels very punitive in that way because i don't feel like my characters get the same advantages the enemy does but um i i really like the storytelling i like the characters i, I like the way the characters have all these quirks that uh that make them feel very different you know fire emblem is is great i love fire emblem but i wish that there was a little bit more uh differentiation between some of the characters uh, because they all kind of, uh, th- there have been skill systems that they've they've built in, and you're just able to change classes with the characters and gain new skills, and and then apply those skills to everybody. So everybody just kind of gets the same great skills in a mm. game like Fire Emblem Awakening, or even in Fates, you're able to go and play uh, online stuff and and get skills that you can apply to characters. So they all kind of just end up feeling samey. Uh, but in Valkyria Chronicles, it's Hey, this this girl uh, only likes to be around other girls. Like she has a quirk that she just feels safer when she's with other girls. So if there's if another guy is around her, she starts to feel more anxious, and her accuracy goes down by five or ten percent. <laughs> okay. Um, but and so like some some things are good. Some are like, oh, I'm a lone wolf. So if if they're alone, they get a plus ten percent bonus to accuracy or damage or something like that. So you start to learn how to use your soldiers effectively, not just by their classes and what they're able to do uh, in terms of attacks, but but also knowing this is the way they like to attack. This is these are the people I should be pairing up because they're friends and and they do better when they're together. Uh, and these are the kinds of people who should be kind of more loners, or I should use to flank because they can be on their own. And that stuff is is really cool. Uh, it still has those problems that I have with Valkyria Chronicles, but so far it hasn't been uh, extremely punishing to the point that I don't feel like I can keep playing. So mm. uh, I'm still still putting some time into that. Uh, and then the the newest thing I've been playing is Baba Is You on on Switch, which oh, is yeah. How's awesome. <laughs> it's very good. It it's it makes me feel very stupid uh, and then very <laughs> smart, and just flips the switch between those two things uh immediately it's there's something very cool about i mean it's uh to, to kind of set it up real quickly it's kind of like a sokoban game where you're doing some block pushing but the blocks are pieces of text and they kind of create programming language where uh they're all like three word phrases so it's baba baba is like a, a little sheep character uh and then it makes a phrase like baba is you and you being the player character uh, if that phrase gets put together with those three blocks of those three different words, 
when they're put together, that means that you as the player character are, are moving around Baba, the little sheep character. But then you can move the word rock and you can push the words around. So you can push the word rock into that spot that Baba was in. So then it can say rock is you. And now you lose control of Baba and you gain control of a rock or multiple rocks that are in the level and you can move Jeez. them all at the same time. Oh, and you, it's, it's really interesting. You use it to solve puzzles. Um, generally, what they, what they do is the phrase is flag is win. So you're trying to get to the flag. But uh, you can affect those words too. So you can make, uh, like you, uh, you could make the words, uh, the phrases, Baba is you, but then also Baba is win. And you win automatically because you're touching yourself. <laughs> like you, you are the thing that wins. So you win automatically. Um, but they do lots of really cool things. Like it, it will have wall is stop and you can push stop off. So now you can just walk through walls. Uh, water is, water is hot uh, cog is melt. So if you touch, <laughs> if you push the cog into the water, it just disappears because it melted because the water's hot. But you can then make the water cold by, or make the water into just regular water by pushing the the hot off. Or uh, it, it's very, it's very mind fucky where it sets up a situation where you feel like you are constrained uh you feel like you're supposed to be constrained like oh all, all walls are are definitely walls still so i probably can't walk through them but if you look past that stuff then you can think okay here's the way i can affect the world and it lets me do these different things uh, it's it's a real mind fuck and and it goes from zero zero to a hundred pretty quickly and then from 100 to 200, even quicker than that, like it starts to get very complicated very fast. Huh. And it's it's cool. There, there's something really cool about it. And I, I'm having a good time with it. But there's also a lot of times where I just need to put it down and and not think about it for a while because it's <laughs> it can get very hard. Um, so, yeah, good, good stuff all around. Oh, um, I guess also I should mention because i'm me i'm playing a fire emblem game i, I went back and, and played uh played some more fire emblem the binding blade on the gba i've got a um a translated version of that that's the one with roy from smash brothers if mm -hmm. uh, if you're familiar so uh, so it's been nice going back seeing roy and seeing what what's up with his story uh that game's probably a little harder than it needs to be and and has some level layout stuff that's kind of boring and big and open levels and uh like some of the characters that you think are cool because you've played Fire Emblem Heroes or something. Uh, it turns out they're not so good or cool <laughs> uh, or they end up being extremely limited. Like the, the dragon character, the Manakeet in that game. Uh, like Faye, she seems really cool. And she's got her dragon stone that has so many uses. And then once it's up, you can't use her again because there are no more dragon stones in the game. Ooh. So you you better use her when you got her or save her for the end it's like uh, why what what are you doing uh, it's frustrating stuff that they have since fixed in in newer fire emblem games uh or made a little bit better in in newer fire mm. emblem games so it, it has some quirks but there is something very special about those gba fire emblem games uh that one uh blazing blade which is the first one that came out over here and then uh and then the one i haven't played still is is uh oh i'm blanking on the name uh, it's the one with Erica and, and Ephraim, Sacred Stones. Yep. Um, 
and uh, so I'm I'm ready to play that one too. That was that one you got if you were a 3DS ambassador. So that's how I have the have that one is way back from the 3DS ambassador program. Yeah, a while ago. So I, I think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah, Matt, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I I love doing these. I love doing them even more when I'm in Boston with you and we we can each talk about our days, but. Uh, these are also fun when I get to hear a little bit more about PAX. I, I didn't even know most of these games were, were at PAX. Some of these games I'd never even heard of before. <laughs> so it's very good to get some of that information. And hopefully uh, the listeners out there can get a little bit more information about these games too. Uh, like I said, all the trailers uh, that we for games that we talked about or all the ones we at least talked about in, in depth, uh, I'll make sure to post in the show notes at gamersonthego.com so you can go and and watch some of these if uh, anything sounded like it was was pretty cool to you uh matt is there anything you've got going on that you'd like the listeners to know about anything that they uh should go and find you on somewhere else on the internet well i uh usually guest on my friend tyler abstract show abstract japan which is a japan focused uh, show podcast uh, music and weird stuff from japan we actually did a few episodes ago we did uh couple movie reviews we went and saw yojimbo akira's kurosawa's like classic samurai on 35 millimeter uh, and talked about that because we saw it for the first time a uh, couple of uh animated movies uh tech on concrete which is really Ooh, good i just watched that i just isn't that good that. holy shit let's talk about tech and concrete isn't that I good mean, not right now let, let's no. talk about it after the show but yes it was it was very good uh, and then we also saw this very 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 weird movie called strange circus uh okay. that that one i enjoyed i don't know if that's the right <laughs> word because it's so dark it's from the director of suicide uh suicide club uh if you've uh, ever okay. heard of, of that that movie uh which is also very weird but i like it a little bit it's this <laughs> this one is definitely the the crowning uh achievement of like that's a one watch movie that i liked kind of uh and i might never watch again because it's just so disturbing uh, yeah in a way. i get you uh but you can check out more about that on past episodes abstractjapan.com i also talked about going to see shingo 2 and the chihos for their new Jabe's tribute to the late uh uh producer music producer uh who worked on like a like a, the anime shamari shampoo the the soundtrack for that and beats and pieces uh, that was an awesome show. But yeah, you can uh, check out more, abstractjapan.com. That's where I uh, frequently guest with Tyler. And uh, check me out online, Jiggy Sound on Twitter, G-I-G-G-Y-S-A-N. Sounds great. And uh, we are Gamers on the Go, gamersonthego.com, and on Twitter, at G-O-T-G Podcast. So you can listen to uh, more stuff there. Uh, our last episode, if you didn't hear that one, was on Super Mario 3D Land. Yep, that's it. I did it. hear that one. Uh yeah, like Matt, that's kind of a, a semi-sequel to to our very first episode yeah. that you and I did together on uh, on Super Mario Land. So that was Great game. that was good. I got my friend Johnny Amazich to, to come on, and uh, we talked about that game. He was just kind of randomly playing it, and it's like, hey, did you know this game was good? And I'm like, I absolutely <laughs> know that game is good. Let's talk about it. Um, and and that was a fun show to do. Um, and and I. I like doing this show. I know I've been a, a lot slower in the in the past year or few months at the very least, um, but it's it's something I continue to enjoy doing. And, and when I can get people in and talk about cool games, uh, we'll do that. And Matt, you are always uh, seemingly playing cool games, and, and I think that's uh, 
uh, you'll probably be coming on again soon sometime. We'll figure oh, out. Oh, happy to come on anytime. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, for all the listeners out there, thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Hey, Barcelona.